So I guess I'd like to start out by asking you, what, what is a resume? For those of us who've never had to write one before, what is a resume? Hey there, my name's Lily and you're listening to Mindful Admissions, a podcast by Strive to Learn. This episode of Mindful Admissions is a recording of a live interview I did with Counselor Melinda last year when we talked about how students can craft resumes and activities lists that have substance and catch the eye of college admissions officers. The college resume is different from a regular job resume in so many ways, but no one ever really explains how. So I asked Melinda some specific questions to help you understand the difference and to be able to write a great one on your own. We do webinars like this one all the time, so if there's something you'd like us to cover, shoot us a text message or give us a call and we'll get right on it. All right, I think that about covers it. Let's go to Melinda. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I'm so excited to get this whole thing started. Hi, Lily. Thank you so much. I'm Melinda Blackman, and I am a college counselor at Strive to Learn in Costa Mesa. I'm an independent educational consultant, and I'm also a professor. Um, for many years, I've served as an admissions director uh, for a master's program at, at a state college. And I have had years of uh, looking through resumes, hundreds of hundreds of resumes, and also helped hundreds of students develop their resumes for college applications as well. And I'd like to share all of that information and knowledge that I've acquired through the years with all of you. Awesome. That sounds great. Um, so I guess I'd like to start out by asking you, what, what is a resume? For those of us who've never had to write one before, what is a resume? Very, very good question. Well, a resume is a, a document in which you compile your educational experiences, your high school or college or relevant coursework. It's also a compilation of your uh, work experience, a compilation of the activities that you've had through the years, and also of any type of credential and skills that you have. So you're basically documenting that or culling it all together on this one document. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some of the, the uses of a resume like that? Um, a variety um, of uses that you could use it for when you're applying for scholarships. Uh, most organizations require a resume. Um, internships as well, a summer internship would require a resume. Um, jobs also require that. And college applications. Uh, sure. Quite a few universities require that you upload your resume as well. Mm -hmm. All right, well, it sounds pretty critical, especially at this, at this time in life. Um, so, for someone who has never had to write a resume before, what is not necessarily, I mean, the best way, but what is one way to get started? What do you recommend? Good question. Something that I learned, and this is kind of starting through the years, and you might want to start now, is to have kind of like a, a manila envelope um, or folder in which when you get an award or a certificate or you do an activity or you get a thank you note for 
participating, um, to put all those in this envelope to remind you of all the activities, awards, credentials that you've acquired over the years. And that is a great starting place to start looking through when you cull and pull all that information um, together for your, your resume. Um, and it's a good thing to do from now on out. Um, as faculty members, we do that every uh, certificate. We have a little uh, envelope that we put in just to, so we can document what we've done throughout the years. There are many templates online that you can use to get started. And actually, I have a sample um, resume that I'm going to pull up on my screen. Perfect. All right. And this is just a fictitious student, Alyssa Moreno. And this is a great um, sample resume. Um, and you, first of all, want to start out with your education experience. This is what the, the colleges are looking for, educational experiences. But you know what, I'm going to take it back a step. Um, in your contact information, so important to have a formal email address. Um, I remember contacting a student who was admitted to our program at spoiledprincess.com and, <laughs> yeah, and I thought, oh goodness, <laughs> that's not very professional. So do no. think about a professional email and also a professional um, voicemail message as well. And then uh, you'd start out with your education. Um, your current high school that you are attending and um, the grades that you have attended at that high school and when you expect your uh, degree. So you would use the word expected 2021. Uh, this student, she's put her GPA, definitely put that and your unweighted and weighted if you have an SAT or ACT score that you'd like to um, include, definitely do that. Um, relevant coursework, any courses that you think um, are relevant to a potential major um, or courses that you're particularly proud about, uh, definitely include those. And then, um, yeah, that would pretty much sum up the educational experience. And then you would add to that if you went to a four-year university, you would put that on top of university high school. Um, and just keep adding to your educational experiences. Next, what employers like to see is your workplace experience. And ideally you wanna put it in chronological order uh, from your most recent position to your least recent position. The student uh, has babysitting for local families. You wanna put your, uh, how often that you do it. Um, and how many hours a week, and also um, what grades that you did it in as well. And the whole thing with your resume, um, you wanna make it readable, you wanna make it engaging. Uh, you don't wanna make it dense. When we see resumes, when we're looking through our uh, applicants and they are, oh, dense. And we just, it's really hard to kind of slog through them and read them. And you want to want to make it, and this is my buzzword, easy on the eye for the individual <laughs> who's reading that they actually want to read it. Mm -hmm. So um, something to keep in mind. But you want to make it um, not out of the ordinary. 
And I had a student many years ago who her last name was um, Lion. And so she thought it would be cute to put little lions all over the resume. And at the end of it, she put, I'm roaring to hear from you. Uh, yes, that's cute, but you don't want to make your resume out of the ordinary so they will remember it in a negative way. So uh, keep the font, you know, black and white, um, unless you're applying for like a graphics artist job and you want to show off some type of uh, creative talent. But for the most part, keep it simple and easy on the eye. Mm. Um, if you've held an internship, that could be considered um, workplace experience. And I'd like to see usually about three bullets uh, that you you put in, probably no more than five. Again, keeping it easy and readable on the eye. What you're wanting to use is if it's a current position, like she's babysitting, uh, you're gonna use words in the present tense. Like I clean up, I prepare. But if it's something that you've conducted in the past, such as this internship, you want um, words in the past tense. And you want dynamic words. And you can always look online for some dynamic um, active words. We don't want to use passive words. Um, so I organized cut edited footage, or I applied creative and unique shoots. Um, so really keep it, um, watch out for your tense on that. Um, and only, I wouldn't go back too far to junior high opportunities. They just want to see what you've been doing in your high school years. Um, next, we've got your activities. Again, you know, you'd want to put them in chronological order, but think about what are the activities that you're most proudest of? And I would put those out first. So it really strikes the, um, individual's eye that they can see that, wow, you were on the cross country team and you were senior captain. Um, and that's gonna make a, an impression. That's something that we call the primacy effect, which is in psychology, uh, first impressions are lasting impressions. So if you present a dynamic resume that, oh, is readable and engaging and you're presenting your best foot forward, such as, you know, captain of the, you know, sailing team or, you know, whatever it may be, that that's going to make an impression rather put it rather than putting that second or third or last on the resume. So think about how you want to order your activities. Um, and again, oh three, no more than five, I think three bullets um, of your just phrases um, are what you want to use. I would refrain from using the first person such as I um, in it. Yeah. Oh, and also some students forget if you were involved in, the, in a junior mentor program. Sorry about that. I just went beyond that. Definitely include that because that is a wonderful um, activity um, as well. So this student uh, definitely list who your mentor was uh, and what you did with the mentor. If you job shadowed them, um, you exchanged ideas, built a connection with them. So always start out with a nice active verb. Um, the student also included Bible camp um, she was a photographer and she helped first graders, took photos, and it's all in the past. 
um, as apparently that's what she had already done before she created her resume. Um, journalism team, another one. Um, and this looks current that she's writing articles uh, for the student newspaper, gathering information, collaborating is a great verb um, as well. And then we've got, um, she plays the violin. Feel free to brag on your resume. Uh, and I wanna kinda talk about the difference between bragging and resume fraud, <laughs> which there's a little uh, balance there. Um, this is the chance where you show them what you've accomplished. So this student is bragging, I was chosen as first chair violinist and I was you know, mentoring other students. Um, but there is a tendency to want to exaggerate on your resume. So make sure that it is something that you've definitely done. It is truthful because there is a concept called resume fraud um, out there and we all need to be aware of that. Um, and your last section, uh, or one of your last sections should be honors and awards. And again, this is where you need to you know, go through your files and make sure that you recall everything that you've achieved throughout the last four years. Um, and you document them and where they were awarded. Um, any academic letters, varsity letters, JV letters, um, any, any type of awards at your school or outside of your school um, to include. And then another section um, that you can include is uh, additional skills. And if you're bilingual, definitely um, state that. If you um, are certified in uh, CPR or first aid or have a unique credential of some sort or skill, um, for instance, uh, a level one sailing instructor or something such as that, definitely um, document those particular skills. So they're wanting to, with the resume, as well as with the college essay, is they can't interview you. Um, so this is the closest that they can get to an interview to see all the facets about you. In that, yes, I work um, you know, and babysit local children, but I'm also doing this. So it's kind of a 360 degree picture of who you are uh, in lieu of uh, uh, an actual interview process. Yeah. Amazing. Well, um, this looks great. <laughs> I love this example resume. Good. Um, Good. You've given us an awesome uh, opportunity to see this beautiful template. Um, what are some elements that you deliberately did not include in this template? Some things that you would not want to see on a resume besides uh, we've already discussed yeah. cartoon lions. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to share probably, this is, uh, you might wonder what is the biggest mistake in resumes? And that is errors, misspelling, uh, grammatical errors. Mm -hmm. And some universities and jobs and human resource um, directors uh, have shared with me that if they see a typo, they'll immediately toss it out, that individual's mm -hmm. file. Wow. So, Definitely go through it with a fine tooth comb. And I would have two extra sets of eyes reading through your resume to uh, really make sure there's nothing that you're missing um, because that first impressions are lasting impressions. 
So that's, that's one thing um, that I would, one big uh, thing that I wouldn't include in the errors or grammatical. <laughs> um, let's see, other things not to include in your resume. Um, definitely information from your junior high or elementary school years. Sure. Um, unless it's, it's, there's something about it, but I, I've never seen that it's, it's relevant. Mm -hmm. um, and probably jobs that maybe aren't so relevant, maybe a job that you held for maybe one day and it really doesn't have any bearing and you were just paid and that was it. Um, so you want to really kind of sort through and um, sift through to see what is relevant for uh, the college decision process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in cases where it's not mandatory to include my GPA or my personal test score, if I'm not as proud of those numbers, what do you recommend I do? Should I leave them off or should I include them just to show that they were part of my experience as a person? <laughs> Good question, Lily. I wouldn't include them um, if, unless it's, you know, something, as you said, that I'm totally proud of. Um, definitely do not include them. Um, you wanted, it's just to highlight your strengths and not really show your weaknesses. So kind of think about it as a, a brag sheet and including a GPA that you weren't particularly proud of or an ACT or SAT score um, that you weren't, that you didn't feel was your best is probably not a good idea. Sure, sure. Good question. Thank you. <laughs> um, this is a wonderful example of uh, a resume. Is this one that you've shown us more applicable for uh, a college application or a job application? Ooh, um, another good question. Um, this would be probably for a college application um, where everything's equally balanced, your activities, your awards, your education um, and work experience. So I, it's like almost like a third is your education, a third is your work activities, and a third is your school activities is kind of a good rule of thumb, breaking it into a thirds or so, or maybe even fourths um, is a good way to keep it balanced. Um, for a job resume, you would start out with your work experience and probably put your education and relevant coursework down at the bottom as something is secondary. So yeah, very good question. Uh, just to kind of my thoughts on, on colleges, um, it looks like maybe 30 to maybe 40% do um, have an area for you to upload your resume. So um, I know that like University of Texas at Austin um, strongly encourages that you upload a resume. It's not mandatory, but if they strongly encourage it, please do it. Now there are other colleges like University of Virginia that said, you know, there's nowhere they will not read it if you include it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Um, speaking of colleges encouraging you to do things, uh, how, in terms of a college's holistic view of you as an applicant, what kind of weight do you feel the resume has compared to other parts of the application, such as your test score or your activities list, things like that? Um, the resume portion? Mm -hmm. In a way, I see it as is kind of summing up all those those parts of 
of who you are, kind of tying them neatly together in a cohesive picture? Um, oof, that's a tough question. It's kind of unfair because, I mean, I know that, that colleges have different standards and different each ways of viewing each, applicants. Each one is different, but um, oh, I'm going to say maybe could be about a 25 to 30 percent in mm, some cases. Substantial, yeah. yeah it is um, because it's, it's a, a polished picture of who you are. And um, it, you know, it sums it up so they have a good image of who you are in their mind. Uh, and sometimes it's the resume is the last thing next to the essay that they look at before mm -hmm. deciding which pile that they're going to put your application into. So Ooh. definitely put your, I know, wow. definitely put your best foot forward with the resume as well as the essay, of course. That's great. Yeah. Um, I, unless, do you have any more uh, points that you'd like to bring up regarding the resume? Oh, I have an example of a resume of what not to do. Oh, let's, let's go yes. for it. Okay. Just give me a second here. All right. Now I developed this one kind of showing some of the common errors uh, mm -hmm. that students make. And whew, this, ad, uh, this particular uh, resume, make sure here's his email and it, it's not very professional, fight guy 86. No. So definitely do make sure it's just a generic email. Uh, he has his education, Torrey Pines High School. We don't know where it's located. Definitely put the location um, of your school, relevant coursework. If he's interested in maybe um, ROP studies or um, whatever it may be to put some of the relevant courses that he's particularly proud that he's taken. Mm -hmm. um, and when he's expected to graduate, expected 20 20 or 2021 or June uh, 2021. Um, work experience. Um, definitely do put the name of the organization. You'd also want to put um, the city in which you worked, uh, the state, and the time um, in which you worked. You can also include the months, the years, and if you're currently doing it, you would put 2019 to present. Again, um, this particular student uh, used the first person. Definitely, uh, I would not use that. Start off with the action words. Um, and be as specific as possible about what you did. And if you think back to the jobs that you've held, sleep on it and think about all the activities that you, you did. You may think, well, I just delivered pizza. But if you think about it over a couple of days, you may think, oh, you know what? I trained some of my new um, colleagues or I was responsible for balancing the books or I was responsible for, you know, cleaning up with the COVID situation or sanitizing or whatever, or their website, updating the website. So sleep on your resume and think about specifically phraseology and all of the aspects that you did with that job. Brea Country Club, and again, this is not an easy on the eye resume. It's not something that you are excited to read through. It's a I little stressful. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm right there with you, Lily. <laughs> I parked golf carts. I helped members clean their clubs. Uh, you want to say it a little bit more professionally. Um, and then also what your position was. Um, 
sometimes they do require for jobs who your supervisor was. And this is something also to be aware of. Sometimes your supervisor has moved on to another position. Don't be afraid that happens. We're used to reading that. So you can simply say, state that individual's name that they're no longer at that position. So not an issue. Um, activities, definitely put um, them in terms of JV, varsity, or frosh team, 2017 to present. Um, and what you did also, if you volunteered with Habitat for Humanity, where did you do it? Where in the United States did you do it? Or were you in another country volunteering? So being as specific as possible. Additional skills, bilingual, but we'd like to know in what area. Um, first aid certified, is this Red Cross first aid? Any computer language that you're familiar with, Python, or you're an expert in a statistical software package, go ahead and include that um, as well. So just kind of an example of uh, what it should not look like. Um, you want it <laughs> polished, a polished representation of you, and it's going to be one of the last things they see before they decide to put you in the accepted or the rejected pile or the maybe pile. All right. Um, on that note, uh, I believe we should switch over to talking about the activities list. Okay. That's so, um, yeah, let's go over the activities list um, specifically on the common application. Perfect. So for the activities list for a, a college applicant, what do you uh, recommend as the first step in developing this list? Okay. On that, what, I, what I'd recommend to do on that is to obviously call together all of the activities, not in one day, but over uh, maybe the course of a week pulling together all your activities. Talk to your parents about your activities because they remember things that you don't remember or you may not <laughs> see as important. So, and I see that frequently with many of my students that they've taken a mission trip and to Honduras and built houses and they've forgotten that. And the parent says, oh my gosh, you, you've got to you know, highlight that. So talk to your parents to make sure that you've brought together all of your activities. So on the Common App, you have spaces for, um, you have spaces, 10 spots for 10 activities. And you've got five spots for honors and awards. So you want to think about how you want to showcase them and what you think. You want to get into the mind of the application admissions director or admissions reader's mind to see what they would like to see positioned first for that primacy effect. There's also something called the recency effect, which means the last thing somebody sees is going to make a lasting impression on them as well. So keep those in mind. Um, so for this particular student, um, Alyssa Moreno, she's highlighting her cross country as her first activity. Um, they asked just out of curiosity, is this something that you're gonna wanna participate in in college? Be truthful. If it isn't, um, no worries. But if it is something that, yeah, I'm gonna pursue this, I'm gonna try to walk onto the team or I would like to play at the club level. Um, yeah, you can definitely state that. Now here's the tough part. How many weeks per year did you 
uh, engage in this activity. Well, and I talked about resume fraud, uh, not to worry on this aspect because it's all recollection, um, how you go about calculating how many weeks. Um, think back, did I participate in pre-summer warm-up? Um, did I participate also during spring break or uh, you know, winter break? Um, and give your best estimate um, on that. So that's something you kind of might want to talk to your parents about and say, oh, what do you think? You know, how many weeks do you think I was um, you know, actively engaged in cross country? Or maybe a friend who was on the team as well that you can talk to. Hours spent per, per week, give your best estimate. Again, they're gonna, not gonna knock you for points if you aren't right on the money with that. Because some weeks you may head off for um, spring break. So just if we picked a week um, on average out of the year, how many days or how many hours during that week were you um, doing that activity? Also think about with the meets um, or the sailing regattas, um, how many, you know, those factored into the weekends or making those longer. So we want to see that factored into not just your practice, but the time spent at your meets or your competitions as well. And if it's pretty much all year except a couple weeks, um, then you would put the timing as all year round. Uh, please describe this activity, including what you accomplished, any recognition that you received. Again, definitely brag, but make it truthful. Um, what you did, what you trained for, uh, be as specific as possible, and they love numbers. So, um, train, don't be vague, train for three mile races if that's your specialty. Long distance runs on roads and dirt hills um, and the awards that you received. Um, so you only have 150 characters. So put your best foot forward on, on including that information. Recall your um, leadership positions, um, so important. Or even if you've had a volunteer position as a liaison or a manager or something on that, definitely do um, add that in as well. So really take some time and thought. Um, I wouldn't um, complete this portion of the application in just one day. Um, and the years that you participated. Um, and think about, here's another one, the broadcasting team. Um, the student is definitely going to participate in college, 40 years per week, and that's a good rule of thumb, um, hours per week, and that can be um, if you're doing some of your work at home or if you're doing it all at school, all year long, um, and what they did, film, edit footage for school broadcasting segments and school sports shows, produce, there's our active verbs, videos for school districts, direct and organize outside events, um, any leadership aspects, um, activity type, this is something for the individual's career and the years that uh, she participated. Um, any religious activity that you'd like to share, definitely feel free to do that. The student um, participated in her church and um, she was an altar server. Um, or if you've done um, Sunday school instruction um, and maybe you're wanting to become a teacher or um, go into business and management, definitely put um, that in as well. And again, your best estimates about that. The junior mentor program, 
um, is also, uh, that is wonderful. It shows that you're taking active steps to explore different types of careers. Um, and this is hard to calculate the time, but um, weeks per year. I know the mentor program is almost a year long program, but um, hmm, trying to think how to, how to put that. Weeks per year. Hmm. I would say I would go with, at least for um, my sons at Newport Harbor High School, his mentor program. It last, it started in July and went to probably February. So calculating the weeks from there and with your homework and everything and assignments, maybe one hour a week is a good, good rule of thumb for that. Um, yeah, using active words, job shadowing your mentor, connected with mentor, put who your mentee was, again, a career-oriented activity. Again, Bible camp that she participated in, that's important. Maybe she's applying to colleges um, that have, um, a, you know, religious orientation to them. So definitely, and then you put it as community service. So think back also to the clubs that you participated in at your high school, any type of community service, even, you know, just for one day, um, that's if, if it was meaningful for you, um, you can put that. Um, babysitting. Now, what they're wanting to do is see a complete picture of you. If you are having to earn money and work like this student 15 hours a week, and um, they want to see that, oh my gosh, you're dividing your time be, being out in the real world, uh, making money to sustain yourself while you're also um, engaged in school and other activities. So this is showing a 360 degree view of you. Um, also, it kind of shows that, um, not that you've had a hardship, but it kind of shows that um, you're out there, you need to bring in the money, you're just not doing it for fun. So that also gives a little bit of background um, to you, which they like to see that um, in lieu of an interview where you might share that information with them. Um, the student had an internship at the Irvine City News. Um, those are great internships as well. Um, and what they did, edited, uh, created and cut footage. Um, and then uh, this individual, um, she was part of the journalism team, another activity. And she played the violin. She was chosen as first chair violinist. She performed at six concerts per year. Be specific, they love numbers. That adds credibility to it. So if you can have some concrete numbers that are close on the money, um, that would be great as well. I don't know, I might put this activity first um, if I was applying or gonna be, you know, walking on to the orchestra. Um, it's, it's kind of a privilege to be chosen as first chair violinist. So think about, again, getting into the mind of the reader uh, and that first impression. Um, mm -hmm. They're gonna see that first aspect um, that you put activity down um, more so than others. And then um, Instagram photography account. And this is kind of a fun activity, um, but it shows who she is, um, that she's just not all about um, putting things on her resume to look good. This is something that is a passion of hers um, that she's included. Yes. 
So that's what it's, it's going to look like. And then you have um, five opportunities to list the awards um, and, or the honors that you've had as well. So choose those very carefully. Awesome. Um, well, this is great. I'm honestly blown away by this. I remember creating mine and I mean, you, you can tell all of the work that went into this. So, um, yeah. I, I'm curious about, so we talked about, uh, the primacy effect and the effect that the final, the last word. Oh, can the have. recency. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yes. Um, in between, because there are a lot of activities on this activities list, is there any significance to the order of the other activities in the middle? Good question. Um, I would say so. Yeah. Um, I, I would really kind of put that, that most outstanding, second most outstanding, start <laughs> strong and stay strong. Um, and then end up with, as she did with her Instagram photography account, that's something unique. It's it about her that shows that she's human, that she's a little different than all the other students in a sense, something mm -hmm. that humanizes you. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's a, a good note for her resume to end on. Great. But um, yeah, definitely start strong and keep going strong. Good. Awesome. When you say most outstanding, second most outstanding, et cetera, et cetera, do you mean most outstanding in terms of, um, your personal takeaway, how you feel about that activity, or how you believe it reflects in terms of the program that you're applying to? Oof, good, very good question. I'm going to say both. Now, you can change your resume, and I have students do this, depending on the program that they're applying to. So if they're applying to one school for business school, you might want to start out with your internship at the Irvine City News, mm -hmm. um, but, or, if, or for journalism. But if you're applying for a school that you're going to hopefully, you know, go, you know, cross country, then I would list that. So be very fluid, but really get into the mind of who's going to be reading it and what school that you're applying to. Mm -hmm. um, again, with the common application, if you're, um, you're uploading it to different schools, you can um, change your resume um, for each school and the order of it, depending on what you think that would come across best for the program that you're applying for or the major. Awesome. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about action verbs and starting, well, we talked a lot about action verbs because <laughs> they're so important. Yeah. Um, but I was wondering, are there other kind of buzzwords that, uh, that admissions officials are looking for specifically in this type of list? Um, yes, I think so. Good question. Um, if you are, I think a good one is being responsible. Mm. Uh, responsible for training my colleagues, maybe if you're working at a, a restaurant or something. So they want to see responsibility. Um, they'd like to see um, the word achieved, um, any kind of benchmarks. Um, if you accrued, if you are, I don't know, a day trader on the stock market or something like that, <laughs> and you love sure. to do it for fun, that you accrued this amount of money. Um, so those kind of, uh, buzzwords, again, they're active, but they're showing results that you achieved, mm -hmm. that you accrued, um, those that show sure. results. Great. Um, speaking of accruing, um, in terms of writing an activities list, do you feel that it's more important to have a long list that you participated in many activities on or 
it's a quantity versus quality question, really. Which is more important? Good question. Um, in the olden days, it was quantity, but these days it is quality that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. If there is one activity that you do and you do it well, and that's all you focused in, I think that's okay these days. Instead of really doing a little smidgen here and a smidgen there, if they can see that you have you know, developed your own Habitat for Humanity organization and it is thriving and it's all funded by high school youths and you've put your, you know, blood, sweat and tears into that and that is it, that's going to make a big impression rather than students who've, you know, done this and that and nothing really with true passion. Mm -hmm. So these days it's, it's less is best, but we're wanting to see that, that quality, that passion, um, in the student, um, that it's an organization that, that touches their heart or a passion that really um, is deep within them, that they're pursuing it for that reason, other than not just to look good on their resume. Sure, that makes total sense. Um, on the other end of that, if, if I felt like my activities list was a little bit sparse, and I'm coming up on application season trying to get that activities list done, what do you recommend I do to make it feel, or to help me feel more confident in turning in a, a whole list? Good question. Um, on that, I would look for um, clubs at your, call or your high school to join, and they're always looking for um, secretaries, treasurers, um, positions, and you can even create a leadership position, or you can create a your senior year, a STEM club um, on, on your college campus, uh, as long as, you know, it, it's, it's your passion. Um, so those are some things. And um, volunteer organizations that are, um, you know, close to your heart, which are maybe walking dogs for the Humane Society. And then they may say, hey, could you help us with uh, our website? So go in a direction of something that's interesting to you and then it should just, it should blossom. So really go with your heart in finding those activities because mm -hmm. it will definitely be more sincere. And I, I believe they can definitely see that through the resume and tying that in with your, your personal statement essay. Well, as we're talking about kind of expanding an activities list, it seems like there are probably a few activities, or maybe I could be completely off topic. I could be completely off base on this. But are there any activities that colleges are tired of seeing that they're just unimpressed by at this point? I, I think um, well, being part of a, an organization where maybe you just went, you know, to their meeting maybe twice or something like that, and were just a participant, mm -hmm. um, they can kind of see through that that you your heart really wasn't in it. Mm -hmm. um, and then also seeing a bunch of maybe disjointed activities um, that they don't see any common thread going through them. So like with this um, student's resume, there's journalism and a love of photography. So all of them are connected. So not to say that um, you should go out and do this, but make sure your activities are somewhat connected. But I think there, uh, they're wise to the fact that if you put that, you know, you went to an organization and you were just a member, they want to see a little bit more um, than just, you know, attending meetings. They want to see some action, some passion in that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good question. That's great. Um, so 
as I'm adding activities to my list, um, there are a few that, you know, I feel very passionately about that somebody else might look at and not really understand my passion for them. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, like a day long service trip really? or uh, one event that I participated in at my school. Um, what should I do if those specific activities are short and sweet and mean a lot to me, um, but might take up valuable space or valuable real estate on this list that could be devoted to something else? Yeah, good way to put that, but taking up that valuable real estate. If you can make a case for it and please describe this activity and what you accomplished, mm -hmm. that's where you're going to really sell it and sell that passion. And if they can see that passion coming through, that you're a three-dimensional person, um, that's going to make a big difference. So I would say, yeah, thumbs up, include it, but really let that passion show through in describing um, the activity, what it meant to you that it was your first chance of a, a service trip to Tijuana and you, for the first time, you know, saw, I don't know, you know, homeless people or, you know, whatever it may be, or first time you ever used a hammer and, you know, built a house with running water for someone. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a profound experience. Um, so if you can get the verbiage to describe it, to reflect your passion, then yes, include it. I definitely, yeah, that's a great, great. question. That's awesome. Um, as I'm looking at the screen here, there's something that I, I notice. It says under each category, I intend to participate in a similar activity in college. That's so a yes or no question. Right. What is there a downside to either yes or no? And, and what should I, should I be worried about saying no? That is another very good question, Lily. Um, I would be truthful on this. It's not going to penalize you. Um, they're again just wanting to see the continuity of your interests if you're wanting to continue them there is that thought that they may think oh i just did this for my resume but some activities um they can you can put no such as you know being a, a, a sunday school teacher because they know obviously you probably won't have time to do that in college maybe um, or you won't have time to do it at your hometown church so that's fine to say no on those um i would just be truthful uh, as much as possible on that. But if you think there's a little bit of a chance that you might pursue it, then go ahead and put a yes. They're not going to go back and check. So mm -hmm. I don't, they're not going to penalize you for saying no. Great. Um, I, I have several friends. I'm, I'm a high school, recent high school grad, but I've had several friends throughout high school who ha participate in really time intensive activities. For instance, um, ballet workshops that last the entire year and they're whatever 20 hours a week or something uh -huh. um if that's included on an activities list it, it feels to me like it would be difficult to find other activities to populate the list with given the, the time that i spend doing ballet at the risk of including other activities that might seem less important or less um i might feel less invested in uh -huh. How should I balance that list in order to show that that's how my time is being divided? Oh, excellent. This makes me think of, um, I'm thinking of, um, I think of Tiger Woods when he applied um, to Stanford. Uh, he probably didn't have community service hours or anything. So on his activity list, he was, you know, a you know, golfer. And so that's mm -hmm. very similar to the ballet that you're talking about. And he could back it up by showing the hours and the intensity of what he 
you know, that's his passion. So they can, they understand as long as you're able to, um, to uh, convey it through the verbiage and the phraseology that this is your passion and it just was time intensive and there was no other room for anything else, but you are, you know, a uh, first class, world class, you know, uh, 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 ballerina, um, then they, they totally get that and they understand that, that there are going to be those few individuals who have that. So they'll make the exception. And I wouldn't necessarily include fluff in there to make the list um, look longer. Sure, sure. Excellent question. Yeah. That makes sense. It's comforting. <laughs> yeah, good. Good. I'm glad. Um, do you have any other advice about creating an activities list or any final thoughts about how this list should come about? Um, actually, I wanted to just go back for final advice on the resume. Sure. Okay. Keep it to one page. It's the rule of thumb. Your resume should be one page. And that is so difficult. Uh, two at most, but you know what? You've got to chop, chop, chop. Uh, the irrelevant and really make sure that the information you have is uh, really telling about you, telling that story of who you are. So you may think that's crazy um, just to keep it to uh, a page, but that's what you need to do to keep it professional. So um, yeah, chop it, edit it uh, to just those standout uh, positions and accolades that you have. That's great. That's good advice for me, actually. I think my current resume is about three pages long. It's hard. Oh, it's hard to edit those down. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It feels like this is this is who I am. This is my opportunity to tell right. you who I am. Why wouldn't I want to include more information? But it, it's also easy to see how that could become a hindrance to your application. Right. And they just may not have the time to read all of that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel so happy with how thoroughly we've covered these topics. Um, I see that Josephine has asked uh, for questions in the chat additionally so that we can answer them during the Q&A. Um, but this is the end of my uh, part in this webinar. So I would like to invite uh, Josephine Borman to join us. Hi. Hi, everyone. Um, can you mute yourselves? Oh, you're already muted. Um, can you disconnect from audio? Hi guys. I just wanted to thank Melinda and Lily for preparing this wonderful webinar for us. I think it was so informative. It reminded me of what I'm supposed to be telling my students as well. So it's so wonderful to hear from an expert on resumes since that's your um, research expertise. Um, so, so wonderful to hear um, about all of that and just be really refreshed in what I am telling students. Um, I wanted to, to say, you know, if you do have any questions, feel free to write them in the chat box. Um, we'll try and get to them. And I wanted to make some um, small announcements. We're going to be offering these live Zoom webinars, um, as well as Instagram and Facebook live sessions several times a month. So please check your email and social media to stay up to date on free um, upcoming events. Um, also, we would love to know what you would like to see next. So we welcome suggestions for any future webinars. Um, some of our future topics that we are currently planning are how to thrive in your transition to college. So that's for all of our students who just graduated. So Lily, you can participate in that one as a, the audience. <laughs> 
Um, study abroad, how do I get there is another one. Um, or how do I get started on my college essays? So we have a lot of things brewing, but we'd love your input and we'd love to hear um, what you guys would like to see from us. Um, also last week, we had a great Instagram live on how to effectively use your COVID summer. I know a lot of your guys' tra um, well, travel plans, yes, but also any extracurricular activities um, or plans were canceled. So check out our um, IGTV on that um, or go and read about it on our blog where the video is also linked. Um, so we do have a blog post about how to use your summer. Um, now, if you're a rising senior right now and you're wondering on how to get started on your college applications, we do offer a complimentary consultation with one of our wonderful counselors like Melinda. Um, and so you can contact us anytime at info at strive to learn.com or via phone or text at 949-873-6807. Lily, if you could put those two pieces of information in the chat real quick for me, that would be great. So you can set up a free consultation anytime. It's completely complimentary. Um, now is a great time to start if you're a rising senior, but also if you're a rising junior, um, because I'm sure seniors know it can get a little bit stressful when everybody keeps asking you where you're applying and you really haven't started yet. So if you're a rising junior, this is a good time to get started on one of our comprehensive packages. Um, and if you want to learn more about that, just set up that consultation. Um, now this session was recorded and it is going to be linked in the blog post that we're uploading. Melinda wrote a wonderful blog post where you can read all about the um, lovely things that she shared. Um, and so make sure um, to check that out. It should be up within a week. So give us a little bit of time to get the video downloaded and uploaded and everything figured out. Um, we're learning a lot about web design these days now that everything's online with COVID. So um, check it out there and feel free to reshare. Um, also, last update, I know I'm talking a lot. All right, if there aren't any further questions, then I think we are good to go. Um, I think we have covered a lot of ground. We've learned a lot of stuff. Um, so let us know if you guys need anything. Please, please, please tell us what you'd like to see in the future. That's the most important part for us. We're here for you guys. We wanna make sure we offer you uh, content that you need and that makes sense and that will help mitigate your stress and help you own your process of applying to college. So thank you so much for attending. We hope to see you all soon. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. As we continue to produce episodes of this podcast, you can follow along on our website, www.strivetolearn.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for future episodes, and don't forget to subscribe. As we're launching this podcast, we'd appreciate any support you can give, including likes, downloads, shares, and good reviews. Got something you want to learn about? Ask us questions in the comments or DM us on Instagram at Strive to Learn Tutoring. Get the latest updates in the college admissions world and be the first to receive exclusive offers when you subscribe to our newsletter by visiting our website, www.strivetolearn.com. Thanks for sticking around, and I'll see you next time.